Blog Talk Radio. Radio show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 20th, 2020, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what, a huge success. Well, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and that you are now ready to get down to business, right? Being productive, creating your goals, setting your goals, accomplishing your goals, looking at the most important things that you need to focus on as the CEO of your business. Now, as a reminder, if you hadn't had the time to review your calendar and ensure that all activities and tasks scheduled are supporting your goals for this week, please do so immediately following the show. This will help you to stay focused and, of course, keep clear on your priorities. Now, all this month during the month of July, we continue on with the central theme, I believe in the power of me. You know, again, it's so important that as women, we understand the talent, power, and potential that we have to make things happen in our lives, in our businesses. There's no such thing as, you know, waiting for someone to approve or give us anything. We must be brave, courageous, and strong. We must be willing to push past ourselves and pursue our dreams and goals with passion, commitment, and action. And if this is not what you're feeling, if you're not feeling that you have passion about what you're doing, if you're not committed to what you're doing, if you're not taking action to what you're doing, then there's some serious deep thought that you have to go into as to whether or not you're doing what you want to do, right? Because a businesswoman who has selected the right business for herself, who is committed, who's taking action, she's happy about her decisions. She wakes up excited every single morning about all of the things that she is going to be able to create and all the things that she is going to be able to do in blessing the lives of thousands and thousands of people. She's focused. She is proud that she is the CEO of her company, and she's willing and ready to be the ambassador representing her company when and wherever. This is very, very important. You know, I was just talking to someone on last week, and she said, Trina, how do you know when what you're doing is not what you want to do anymore. And the first thing I said to her, I said, well, the first reason, the, the first reason you know is because you're asking this question. When you have to ask the question of whether or not you're doing what you want to do, that's the first sign. It's the first sign in understanding that God and the spirit within you are helping you to realize that something's not necessarily right here. I'm not 
feeling the way I should be feeling towards my business or about my business. And well, you guys need to understand it's this so this this is okay. You know, one of the most powerful things that I have learned in my 50 plus years of life is that change is a change when you are willing to say, this is not what I want to do and I need to get on the right path and do what it is I want to do, you are going to be happy you're going to feel more satisfied and confident in your decisions and who you are. And that is, that is what you want. And so I just want to encourage anyone who is listening to the show, whether live or a broadcast, previous broadcast, you need to understand one very important thing to thine own self be true, right? So all this month, we have been continuing on with I believe in the power of me and how important it is to believe in yourself. And what I did this month during the month of July is I've been breaking it down and actually providing all of you with like different topics that relate to believing in the power of yourself. So last Monday, in part one, we talked about the power of consistency. And so today we're going to continue on with part two in the power of consistency and talk about why consistency is necessary in all that you do to take yourself and your business and your life to the next level. So we're going to talk about that. Also on the show today, I am going to be talking about how to build your business referral system. You know, during a time such as this, as we are living in a national crisis with the coronavirus and all of these different new things are going on in our lives, it's really important for you more than ever to have a solid referral system in place. Why is that? Because there is nothing like someone who's having a conversation with a third party and they are letting them know how they like your product or your services and they are recommending you. Because when people recommend you, they've done all of the job for you of closing the sale. All you have to do is talk with the person and confirm. So again, referrals are beautiful I'm going to be talking about how to build your business referral system. And, you know, I've covered this before, and I thought about sharing it with you today because I am revamping my business referral system and looking at ways that I can better create a referral system that not only gets my current clients excited, but... I'm going to help them to understand why it's important that they refer and bless the lives of other people. So again, we will be discussing how to build your business referral system. I had a wonderful weekend. Uh, This was the first weekend that my husband and I actually got out and went to a social event with mask on, but it was very odd. And I thought about it and I asked myself the question, you know, do I feel less sociable with the mask on? And am I comfortable? And so I want to share that with you because we went to a beautiful wedding anniversary 
And everybody pretty much had on masks, and they were very professional and responsible. Uh, the event planners were. They had a box of masks available. They had hand sanitizers. They had all of that available. And even the band and the singers wore masks until it was time for uh, the singer to sing. Um, they then took off the mask. So it was, it was it was very tasteful and very well done. But the question that I did ask myself again was, do I feel sociable wearing my mask and am I comfortable? And so I would have to say that I did not feel sociable. Um, people were not getting up going to say hello to other people. They, you know, people were pretty much practicing the social distancing even at the wedding anniversary. And so people weren't getting up and connecting with each other as normal. And so it felt kind of odd. And then I was busy trying to figure out if I saw anybody that I knew um, uh, outside of the celebrated couple, I was busy trying to understand like, okay, do I know anybody? Everybody has on these masks. I can't tell who's who. Uh, So that was one thing. And so, you know, it was just my husband, myself, my mother-in-law, and a friend. And so, again, you know, it was a little bit different, I would have to say. But then I thought about the reason why I was there, and that was to celebrate the 50th anniversary of a very dear and close friend. And so I was happy, happy to, um, to do that. And so I thought to myself, I I doing this because of my commitment, my love, and I am practicing social distancing even in here. But I think still, I personally am not ready to really go out a lot um, and socialize in that manner. It's still a little too uncomfortable for me. And so many of you might be thinking the same thing. And so I think we all, because the vaccine has not been um, – created right. They are getting close, but they have not. And because uh, the coronavirus still seems to be airborne and a lot of things going on with that, I think we still all need to be smart and um, stay inside as much as possible. And, you know, that's just my opinion, but I'm giving it to you because I've had that experience for the first time I'm going out socially. I still see some hard heads out there uh, with no mask. You know, I still see that, and I still see uh, crowds of people congregating in certain in certain areas while we were out yesterday. But they are being really silly, and so again, you you want to pay attention to the recommendations that were first given, which is you know wear your mask, wash your hands, stay six feet apart outside of your family members who you're around all the time. And uh, if necessary, have yourself tested just to be sure for the coronavirus. So, again, I just want to recommend that. I know many of you have children, and your children um, are probably at this point driving you nuts right now, many of you. Uh, But don't forget, a lot of that can be calmed down by creating activities and setting the rules. I had someone to say something to me that was like right on the money the other day. uh, And she was saying, you know what, Trina, I've heard you say, you know, have a structured plan schedule for your kids. And she says, I listened to that, but I didn't do it. She says, and I realized I created a habit just that quick in my kids to just run around the house and act up like little sillies. And she's like, now I'm trying to structure them. And they they are fighting it because 
I didn't set the rules at the beginning of this quarantine when I should have. And I say, yeah, you're, you're right on the money on that. And so what you've got to do now is call all of them together in a family meeting and show them that you're for real and then let them participate in coming up with activities and different things that they want to do so that they are more encouraged to follow the rules. So again, ladies, remember, you know, we have a large amount of influence when it comes to setting the temperament of our household. And so it's so very important that we go ahead and we get structured because if not, it's going to be difficult for us to focus on our own business and to pay attention and do some things. Uh, And I highly recommend that every single day you have a quiet time. Now, depending on the age of your children, your quiet time can last anywhere from one to four hours, one to two hours. But this is a time when everybody in the household should be doing quiet activities. So the kids, Uh, Depending on their age, if they're smaller kids, age two and up, then you know that you're going to have to do some things, some activities with them for quiet time, such as reading a story or what have you. So you'll have to block that on your calendar. But if they are older school age kids, then everybody needs to have quiet time activities that they are doing, which is so very, very important. So keep that in mind. If you have an only child, uh, remember, only children are, are special because they have a tendency, no matter what age they are, to want attention from the parent more so than usual. You are their friend, their pal, their compadre. So remember to schedule some of that time with them and then also make sure um, you don't have them in front of the TV all day. And if they're old enough, it's okay for them to go outside and walk around a little bit, but they must understand the social distancing rule as well. So enough about that, but I just wanted to uh, bring those things up, remind you that we are still in the COVID-19 quarantine and to stay strong. Um, On another note, I want to go ahead and and just share with you guys some of the new things that I'm doing. I'm revamping, and I decided to go ahead and just start revamping a lot of things as I'm moving and looking at my strategy for 2021, looking at my strategy for the rest of this year. And I want to share with you some of the things that I'm doing, and maybe just give you some ideas on some of the things that you might be thinking about. So one of the things that I'm looking at is I'm asking myself, am I automated enough in my business? Because I still find myself doing things manually that perhaps I shouldn't be doing. And so what I've taken a look at, for example, is when I have people that sign up on my mailing list, I do have um, a welcome email that goes out now, but is that the only thing that I want? And I realize, no, I really want that person to know who I am, what Women About Biz is all about, and I want them to really feel a part. And so what I decided to do was come up with a series of short, Um, emails that will help the individual to really get to know women about biz. So I'm working on that short series of emails that's going to be set up in an autoresponder and will go to them like when they first sign up, it'll go to them like every other day they're getting something that encourages them to be a part of the system that we've set up, right? And so I'm doing that. Maybe you Uh, need to take a look at your welcome email, and maybe you need to take a look at how you are generating your mailing list. Uh, What are you doing to create more leads for yourself? 
what are you doing to build your list, okay? Another thing that I am working on as well is I'm actually taking a look at all of the online software that I use, and I'm I'm getting ready to kind of clean house because I, I do have a lot of subscriptions to a lot of different softwares, and I realize there's some of them I'm just not using. If I should decide to pick them back up, I can go back and resubscribe, and so um, that's what I'm doing. I'm cleaning house and making sure that I streamline the different softwares and things that I am using to to be more effective, right? Because sometimes you can be using so many different things, you don't use anything, and then you are dysfunctional altogether. So you want to be very, very careful about that. So um, as many of you know, this is the time for you to be thinking about doing your strategic plan for the rest of this year, if necessary, and for 2021. But I want to just right now, slow down a little bit and just share with you why I believe doing a business strategy for a full 12 months is so very, very important, okay? First of all, what you need to understand is that strategic planning is all about you really narrowing down your objectives for your business. Like, this is what our goals are our primary goals are, and this is these are the results that we really want. That's what objective means. It's like, this is what I want. And so once you really think about what it is that you want to see in your business, then you are really ready to figure out how you are going to bring about those results. If you are unclear of that, then that's the first place you have to start. You have to ask yourself, what are my objectives in my business? What is it that I really want to go after next year? And some of the things uh, that you might want to, you know, add to your list is, you know, what about my branding? Was my it has my branding been consistent? Am I using consistent colors? You know. Um, am I branding myself in addition to branding my business so that people uh, know that I'm the ambassador for my business? Um, what about my marketing? Am I happy with my marketing? Is my marketing helping me to generate consistent leads for my business? And if not, I think I need to also work on that. So you have to start looking at questions that you can ask yourself that are going to help you to brainstorm and really figure out really what is it that you would like to see happening in your business. Now, for those of you who say, well, I just want to make more money. Well, making more money is more than just saying I want to make more money. It involves systems and processes to get you there. And so you must be willing to create the systems of generating that revenue. And a part of those systems could be uh, building your list, your mailing list. It could be um, revamping your marketing strategies. It could be selecting new brand colors and having a new website header created based on those brand colors. So it could be all of those things put together. And then you may decide I need to better automate so that I have a hands-off so that I can do what I do best, which is be the ambassador for my company. I need to maybe look at bringing on a virtual assistant and if so I need to make sure that I have clear instructions and directions for that individual as well. And so there are a lot of systems in, that you must put in place in order to see your objectives come to pass. And so 
strategizing is something that you can't do in about a week. You really have to have time. And so while we still have time in the future that is coming to us, I think it's really important for you to make a commitment to do your business strategy for 2021. Now, the second reason why I think it's so important to do your strategy is because it helps you to be a very proactive businesswoman. There is nothing like good old-fashioned proactivity. Proactivity is the, is the foundation of success. When you do things ahead of time, it's going to reduce your stress level. It's going to stop you from running around like a little chicken trying to figure out what's going on. It's going to help you to breathe. And so being proactive is a beautiful thing. And so when you can plan ahead of time, of course, you'll be planning your marketing strategies. You'll be ordering any print materials or anything that you may need. You'll be doing your automations ahead of time. All these things you're going to be doing ahead of time. And by doing that, it means that you can set your social media calendar up. You can start having different graphic items designed for your social media posting. All of those things can be done ahead of time. And by doing that, it's going to help you to generate more leads, be consistent, and build a smoother brand for people to recognize and remember you. So that's very, very important. Another thing that I have been doing as well is, you know, I've been looking at, I have a few compelling offers. A compelling offer is something that helps you to compel people to want it enough to exchange their name, phone number, and information for it, right? And it helps you to build your list. And I have been thinking about ways to, you know, just different types of reports and things that I think you as businesswomen would actually like that I have had forever, and I don't know why I didn't repurpose them and use them when it's such valuable information. And so I have written this one report, Becoming a Six-Figure Woman, and I, I don't think I ever used it. And so I decided to kind of bring that out, update it to, to um, you know, make it more today because it was about five years old. And I started working on it and I started reading it and I was like, this is good stuff. So I decided to create like three or four different compelling offers that are different e-reports and things that I know that business women would really love, and it's going to help me to build my list. Do you have um, reports or something that is a compelling offer that will make people want to exchange their name, phone number, and email to have that compelling offer. And so I want you to think about that. What could you offer? You can offer a report. You can offer a product. Um, you can offer a audio. But whatever it is, it needs to be valuable information, meaning you need to give the meat. And always in compelling offers, they should always lead to something. In other words, you should always be wanting to call a person to action at the end of your compelling offer. So if you give them an e-report or a short e-book, by the time they reach uh, the middle section and the end section, they should have seen a call to offer for them to be a part of something um, from an upgrade perspective. So that, that's something that I want you to think about as well. And for those of you that have product-oriented businesses, listen, you're going to have to invest in 
and buying sample products so that people can sample. But listen, you should have a system for how you sample your product. You can't just send a product to someone and then never follow up. So you must have a follow-up and a follow-through system until the desired result is achieved. And so that's going to be very important. So that could be um, when a person, first of all, it could be you having a lead page. And remember, I've shared with you guys that a lead page is just a one-page website with no menu, and it keeps the person focused just on one product or service. So you can have a lead page with that one product, and then people can sign up for that sample product, and then that puts them in an autoresponder system where each day you're sharing a different aspect of the product and why you think it would be great. And at the end of that, each of those emails, you want to call them to action by offering them a discount for the product. In other words, the product maybe may have been normally $79. Now the product is only $29 if you get it by a certain date. So again, you want to take a look at how you're offering things to build your list. So those are some of the things that I am working on as I develop my strategy and look at how I want to roll out Women About Biz for 2021. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a very exciting year. Uh, I am definitely um, rolling out more virtuality. You know, one thing that this quarantine has taught me, and that is we need to take advantage of technology from a virtual standpoint. So more live videos, uh, more audios, more webinars, different things that people can participate in, you need to get involved with that, okay? Facebook Lives, doing lives on YouTube, and a lot of people don't even know it. Did you know it? That YouTube can also stream live. So again, there's a lot of things out there for you to be taking advantage of. It's 1225 after the hour. For those of you that have tuned in, you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I want to thank all of you who are new to the show for listening. Make sure that you mark your calendar for every single Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. And just to share with you uh, what we're all about at Successful Woman Radio, we're about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life, generating the income that you desire. So again, please mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern and come right back here uh, through the dial-in on Blog Talk Radio. For those of you with a pen in hand, don't forget you still have time to share the show with at least one other businesswoman who you know needs to be in a positive environment. Have her to dial in right now to 347-637-2588. Nine again, three four seven six three seven two five eight nine. And again, thank all of you so very much for tuning in to the show today. So one of the things that I want to go ahead and do is I want to give you guys the five questions of focus and action. As you know, I give this to you every single Monday so that you can build a habit of asking yourself these questions, which lead to better leadership, leads to better uh, authority, and it helps you to be a better CEO. Question number one, have I prepared my mindset for greatness? Oh, this question, it's one of my favorites. 
Listen, it is so very important that you understand that you have to prepare your mindset every single day. And sometimes, depending on what has happened, hour by hour, you've got to condition your mindset for greatness. And that requires you to do morning personal development as well as create some affirmations that you actually customize for yourself. Number two, you have to ask yourself, what are my goals and priorities for the week. Listen, any good CEO is going to have a bird's eye view of their business. Now, if you've never heard that term before, bird's eye view simply means that you're able to look down on a report or look at some type of report that's going to provide you with an overview of your business. You know, normally in the bird's eye view, you need to be able to make sure that your marketing is is moving smoothly, right? Because your marketing should be going on for you 24-7. Even when you are sleeping, you're, you're able to generate leads. And then you're also wanting to take a look at the number of leads that you have generated and to make sure that those individuals are being followed up with and followed through. Now, you guys may have uh, maybe hearing me say follow through after I say follow up. And that's because I have learned that those two processes are actually different. Following up means, hey, I'm going back and I'm checking up on on something to make sure that it was done. But however, uh, if it wasn't done yet, I've got to keep on following up and I've got to follow through to to the desired result. And so follow through is, is actually a component of following up. It's the end component, meaning I am following up all the way into the end, follow through, right? It's an ever-going movement until you get to the desired result. And so it's important for you to follow through on everything that you are doing for your business because sometimes you follow up and then whatever you were following up on can fall through the cracks. And then that means that you did not follow through. And as a result, you get a negative result instead of a positive result, right? And so that's not what you want. You want positive results as much as you can get them. So you're looking at the number of leads. And then also, you definitely, in looking, having an overview of your business, you want to know the sales that you have brought in. Now, again, marketing, the number of leads and sales, these are the most important things that you should be focusing on as the CEO of your business. Now, I know, I know. There are a lot of other things in business that you also have to be doing. A lot of you are solo entrepreneurs, and so a lot of you are having to do administrative work, your social media posting, all of those different things. But when it comes right down to it, if you had to say, I've got to got to put these things to the side because I've got to check on these things. Marketing number of leads and sales wins out every single time. And then, of course, I think it's so important for you to understand, right, that You can't keep saying marketing number of leads and sales is important and you haven't set up your marketing system, you haven't set up a system for how you generate leads, and you haven't set up a sales system. You know, surprisingly enough, I have found a lot of businesswomen are still thinking that everything has to be free, that they only want to go after things that are free, and they're being cheap with their business, right? Now, they can go out and buy designer purses, buy go to a restaurant and pay 50 50 bucks, 50 to 75 bucks to go to a restaurant for just a couple of people, right? And and yet they are not spending money on their priorities for their business. And so, I'm here to tell you, if you want more results, 
you're going to have to start learning how to advertise. You're going to have to start learning how to do some Facebook ads, some Instagram ads. You're going to have to start learning how to create lead pages or have someone to do it for you. You are going to have to realize that what you put into your business has an impact on what comes out of it for you later on. So it's important for you to focus on these things. Number three, am I clear on my role and responsibility as the CEO? You know, I've talked a lot about this. I can't talk enough about it. I I could go the rest of this show talking about how important it is to be responsible as the CEO and, and be clear. The one thing that I want you to understand is that if you can't right now, this instant, put your hand on a position description for yourself as the CEO of your business, you need to go ahead and get it done this week, okay? Here's number four. What task will I be delegating to others and following through on? Now, if you are in the six-figure club like me, meaning you you either are making six figures or you want to make six figures and you want to get there, then that means that you are totally committed to delegation, you you know that you cannot do everything by yourself, and you know that you need to bring on others that can help shorten your learning curve and help you to move your business along faster. For those of you who are being stubborn about this and don't realize that you can't do everything, uh, just keep putting your head, head against the concrete wall, and you'll eventually figure that out. And, and it took me a while to figure it out. Trust me, I've got some head damage there from bumping my head so much and, until I finally understood it and had an aha moment that in order to be a successful businesswoman, you must also be a successful leader. That means you have to have people that you're leading, right? And a part of that is your power team of individuals that are going to help you to get to the next level. So if, you, if you're ready to take your business to the next level, if you're wanting to see better results, if you're trying to shorten your learning curve to move faster in your business, you're tired of everything moving slow, then you really need to learn how to become a good delegator, right? And last but not least, number five in five questions of focus and action, am I clear on my business finances, right? You know, uh, do I have a solid bookkeeping system? Uh, am I clear on my accounts payable and who I owe? Uh, what, are, what is my cash flow actually looking like? And what type of projected cash flow do I need to create so I can figure out how to actually grow my business? These things are very important. So ask the five questions of focus and action as often as you need to to become the better CEO for your business. Moving up on 1235 after the hour, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. And who am I? I'm Trina Newby. I'm your business success coach and founder of Women About Biz. And I'm so very, very excited that you are here with me today. Don't hang up. Don't flip off that screen because we still got other things to share with you that I know is going to be exciting. We're going to go ahead right now and move into how to build your business referral system. So check it out. I'm I'm creating some new ways to generate business referrals. And the one thing that I want to remind all of you is that, you know, you have to make your current clients, your customers aware that you would appreciate them referring others to you. 
uh, I'm a coach, so I'm always making my clients aware. I'll, I'll ask for the referral. I'll ask them if they can refer some other people. But I am I love to give rewards, and I, I want to make sure that my people are taken care of. And so I thought that you guys would enjoy me sharing with you how to build your business referral system. So check this out. When asked the question, What's the number one way you get new business? When most business women are asked that, they say, I get referrals, or they'll say through networking. And yet most business women don't have a referral system that they manage and are actually consistent with. So what I want to share with you quickly are five steps to building a consistent business referral system. And as you know, today we're going to be talking about the power of consistency part two. And so um, before we do that, I'm sharing this with you, how to build a business referral system. And the first thing you need to understand is that a referral system does indeed require consistency. So here's step number one in the five steps to building your consistent business referral system. Research and identify your target referral market, right? You know, you've got to create a list of professionals, companies, and individuals that can be motivated to refer customers to you. So that that could include your current clients. That can include other professional companies that maybe you guys share the same type of target customer or client, but they don't do what you do. And so they may be interested in collaborating with you so that you can each refer to each other or that they have someone to refer their customers or clients to. So this is very, very important. So notice I said in step number one, research and identify your target referral market. So that's going to take a little time for you to just kind of sit down, brainstorm, and figure out who would be the best professionals, companies, or individuals that can be motivated to refer customers or clients to you. Here's step number two, create your ideal client profile. Now, this is very important because in order to receive the right type of referral, it will be important for them to know exactly the type of clients that you want and then be able to educate your referrers with this information. So you first have to be very clear on the type of customer or client you're actually looking for. Um, And the more you can educate people who refer individuals to you, the better it is going to be. So create what I call a client avatar, A-V-A-T-A-R, or a client profile of what your customer is. Your customer could be age 20 to 25, age 20 to 50, you know, typically my, the customer could be a female, uh, the customer might be working a nine-to-five job or a single mom. So you have to let them know, hey, these are very good customers. But I want to go one step further and also say, as you create the ideal client profile so that, that you can really help the person who's going to refer to you understand the type of customer client you're looking for, I think you also need to come up with keyword phrases as well. I'll give you um, an example of this. Take, for example, if you are a real estate agent and you want someone to refer to you. So you could say, hey, every time you hear a person say this, this keyword, like, you know, the house is getting a little too small for the kids right now. 
you know, uh, we we are climbing all over each other, or I've really wanted to buy a new house for the last three years, or my credit is not where it needs to be, but I really want to get into a new house. All of those things let an individual know. Those are keyword phrases. It lets them know that, hey, this person would be good to refer to Trina or to Barbara or to whomever. I'm not a real estate agent, but I'm just saying, this is how you start helping people to understand that, okay? Very, very important. And then step number three is to create your core referral infomercial. For example, when talking with a potential referral, it's important to quickly deliver a well-thought-out infomercial on how you can benefit anyone that they refer to you. Okay. Now, I want to take a special side note here and say you don't want to talk the person crazy, so you should be able to say this infomercial in 30 seconds or less. And after an initial introduction, you can then schedule a connection meeting with them to share how you can help one another. Okay. Very important. Here's step number four, reward your referrers. Now, I've had a lot of people say, okay, Trina, what is it? Should I give rewards or should I not give rewards? Okay, listen, money is not the only thing you can or should reward your referrers with. Most marketing experts agree that referrers often refer because they trust you and have experienced your product or service and a relationship has been established. Organic referrals without the incentive of money will always be the best type of referrals. And what that means is that somebody is referring to you simply because they appreciate you, they've experienced what you do, or they've listened to you, or they have familiar trust with you, and because of that, they are going to refer. And so they're not necessarily looking for anything in return. So what is the best type of rewards that you can give your referrals in addition to income? Now, remind you, if you have uh, an affiliate program set up where people can make money uh, off of referring people to you and you have a whole system, that's totally different. But I'm basically talking about organic referrers, okay? And so you can give gift certificates, and they don't have to refer to your, uh, relate to your business. You can do gift certificates, movie tickets. Uh, you can do recognition. I've known um, people to do quarterly recognitions. Uh, I know um, of a client that does an annual spring picnic for all of her uh, clients and referrals um, every single year. Um, deep discounts off of your services. Maybe if they are using your service, maybe you can give them some deep discounts off, right? Um, and free service or products. Now, one thing that rewards do is it does help a person who is already referring individuals to you. It does help them to keep you at the top of the surface of their mind, and it does encourage and, and give them a natural motivation to keep referring, okay? And here's step number five. Create your, as with anything, you always have to have a system in place. So referral conversation is the name of the game with this whole process. It's important, ladies, that you know that just because someone has referred to you, it doesn't mean that they are committed as a client just yet. You are responsible for establishing the relationship once someone has referred an individual to you, and you are responsible for finalizing and closing the sale. So, Your referral process should include two important steps, okay? Number one, 
a way to consistently communicate with referrals that you have not closed the sale with, and two, a way to keep the referrer informed of how things are going with the person that they referred to you. Now, this, this second step here is very important because it's nice to know that when someone that you have referred an individual to follows back up with you and say, hey, just wanted to let you know so-and-so hasn't become a customer or client yet, but I have spoken with them, and this is what I gave them a value at no cost right? When, when you are able to do that, that person not only sees that you are responsible with the referrals that they are giving you, but that you are treating those individuals with professionalism and respect, and that encourages them to continue to refer, okay? Now, remember, there is no need to burden or overly communicate about this, but it's a good thing to just let them know, and especially when you close the sale, a thank you card with a reward should then immediately be sent to them along with a phone call. Okay? Very, very important. And so this is the referral system that I use. This is this is the system that I am using to revamp the referral system that I already have. And again, I want to encourage you that if you have never thought about creating a referral system for your business. Now is the time as you can as you should be strategizing and looking at how you want your business to run in 2021 and what your objectives are. It's 12:44 after the hour. You are listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show. I am so very very excited that you are here with me today. And as always, you know, make sure you mark your calendar for 12 noon Eastern time every single Monday so that you can continue to capture ideas and ways to grow your business. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the power of consistency part two. Okay, the power of consistency, part two. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's broadcast yet, make sure that you visit womenaboutbiz.net and click on podcast in the top right menu bar, and it will take you to the broadcast player, and you can listen at last Monday's broadcast, okay? You can also find Successful Woman Radio on iTunes. You know, you can just put in three separate words. Successful Woman Radio, it'll pull up, mark it as your favorite on your iPhone, and you will always get notifications when a new broadcast is ready for your listening pleasure. If you have an Android phone, then download the app Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher, and once downloaded, again, look up Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and then also mark it as your favorite, and you will also receive a notification over your phone as well. And so this way, at your fingertips, you have Successful Woman Radio available to you throughout the week and when you want to listen and get encouraged to make things happen in your business. So as we talk about consistency in this part two, I want to tell you that you know, in believing in yourself, believing in yourself has so many different facets, but what's important for you to understand is that you have this incredible power that is within you that you had from the time you were born and you took your first first breath. It's like you were pre-installed with all that you needed to really be successful by God. 
And so you have this incredible power inside of you that allows you to be able to create a vision, to plan, to take it from the spiritual realm and bring that vision into the physical realm and do some incredible things. But you must believe in the power of your own self to be able to do it. Because if you don't believe in your own power and your own abilities to do things, then it's very, very consistent uh, it's very, very difficult to be consistent. And as you know, consistency must be a part of the foundation for your success. And so believing in yourself, I can't talk about that much. So it's it's so important. And, you know, um, I have been reading over and over the book from my dear friend, Donna Satchel Kimball, Just Get Serious, Know Yourself, and Believe in Yourself, and how important that is, right? Um, And so for those of you who want a copy of the book, uh, make sure, I want to remind you to make sure you take a picture holding the book and put it up in the community at um, Women About Biz on Facebook, So people and and just kind of share that you have the book. But one of the things, okay, that Donna talked about in the book, is that, you know, just because you say you believe it's possible to do something, you might not be talking about that it's, you believe in it for yourself, right? You may be believing in it for someone else, but not for you. And that's just like when people say that they believe that it's possible to become a millionaire, they may not be talking about for themselves, but they may be talking about it for other people. And so you want to be very, very careful of that. And in chapter four of her book, Just Get Serious, Donna says, you know, that there are some areas of levels of belief that you need to understand in order to really get to the ultimate of believing in yourself. And it is unbelief right? She talked about unbelief. There's borderline belief, right? Um, You're somewhat at the border of believing it and attempting to take some actions, but you're not being consistent with it, right? Uh, And that's something that we all have to deal with. That borderline belief can really drive you nuts. There's fluctuating belief. Um, You know, sometimes your belief rises and falls, resulting in, she says, an inconsistent progress, okay? Fluctuating Uh, belief. And then there's solid belief. And this is the kind of belief that we want. At this level, she says, we believe we can achieve whatever we set out to do. We are unflappable when it comes to our goals and dreams. We are certain we can reach them because we have faith in ourselves and know others have done it or achieved something similar. We realize our accomplishments may take time, but we are certain that in the end, we will be successful. We are confident, yet we are open to learning and getting valuable advice from knowledgeable people, okay? And she says, what is, the most, impo- what, what is most important at this stage of solid belief is staying the course and not being deterred by a lack of knowledge, people's negative opinions, limited resources, mistakes we make, or other things that may get in our way. And I truly believe that. And I, you know, again, give Donna a huge bravo for um, her book, Just Get Serious, Volume 1, Know Yourself and Believe in Yourself. And so with that said, the power of consistency is all about understanding that you have the ability 
to create a stream of actions that are repeated and are consistent, but it first starts with you being extremely committed that you are ready to be consistent. Now, what causes people to not be consistent, right? Um, Some psychiatrists say, uh, and I quote, it's hard to be consistent because we tend to focus on the outcome more than the process itself. Put another way, we're more drawn to the positive feelings of outcomes rather than the struggle of the journey. Most of us quit doing the struggle before we can experience the rewards of staying the course. And of course, I just read this from spirituallivingforbusypeople.com, and uh, you may want to check that website out, and I want to make sure that I give them credit for where I got that from. But it is hard to be consistent because we do tend to focus on the outcome. We want the results. But all of the things necessary to get to the results, it kind of hurts our brain. It kind of makes us back away and say, okay, if I got to do all of that, uh uh-uh, I'm I'm not, that's not me. I'm not going to do that. I've even, in coaching sessions, uh, telling clients what it is that they need to do. I've even had clients to say, oh, I'm not going to do all that. Uh, 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 that's way too much for me to do. And it's like, okay, are you listening to yourself? You're saying you want this end result. I'm giving you the, the blueprint of what you need to do to get it happen. And you're giving me resistance by saying um, it's just too much. You're not going to do it. So you've already made up your mind. You've already put negative things into your subconscious mind that you cannot do it. And so as a result, it won't happen. So you're at an impasse, you're at a standstill simply because of the way you're thinking. And so one of the things that you need to understand about being consistent is that you have to really set your behind down, put on your big girl panties, set your behind down, and you really have to make a solid commitment to yourself when it comes to being consistent. If you're not consistent on anything, then the learning to build a habit of consistency, no matter how simple the consistency is, is the first step to, that will lead you to bigger consistencies, right? So if you're never on time to meetings, get consistent with being on time and early at meetings. If you are not consistent on following up with people, then the first step is to get consistent on following up with people ahead of time, okay? So it's important for you to understand that this consistency is something that is really getting in the way of businesswomen not becoming successful. And you need to understand that. And so again, self-doubt tends to come in there when uh, people need to create consistency, self-doubt that they can actually do it The lack of belief and faith in themselves really is a huge cause for not being consistent. And I don't know, um, for those of you who are listening, if you've ever asked yourself, why is it that I can't be consistent? You know, let's just take social media, for example, because it is a challenge for a lot of us, okay? But a lot of people are not consistent with social media, and yet um, when when something happens, you know, like an event that they want to market for, then they want to flood their social media with a lot of sales banners and wonder why nobody is responding. Well, if you have not been consistent in providing valuable content and information from the, from the get-go, 
then what makes you think flooding it with sales banners is going to make somebody want to have what you have? They're going to most of the time run away from you and keep clicking, keep moving on. And so consistency is key. And so um, that's just one example that I noticed that we as business women need consistency in. We also need consistency, right? In preparing our mindsets, um, as you know, I gave give you guys every Monday the five uh, five ways to focus uh, and, and take action on on the things that are, that should be important to you as a CEO. And one of the things that I talk about again is you know prepare your mindset. Unless you're used to preparing your mindset and are committed to preparing your mindset, you just don't see it as a value. You you just don't see it as a value, and yet the very thing that you really, really need in order to be consistent is a consistent mindset, a mindset that has been conditioned to desire success and to take action on all things that you want and hope for, right? And so, again, this is very, very key. So I wanted to give you guys some reasons why a lot of women struggle with consistency, right? One of the other reasons why a lot of women struggle with consistency has a lot to do with multitasking. And so that is you feeling that you can handle all of these different things all at once. And so as a result, you've got a hundred activities on your plate. And instead of you delegating it to someone that can help you further along, you're holding it all to yourself and thinking that you can do it all. And as a result, you trick yourself every time and you're just tripping over yourself and you're not getting anything done. And of course, this causes procrastination and it causes you to have self-doubt right? And so again, I want to encourage you to really embrace delegation. And I want to encourage you to look at how you are using others to help you along the way. Because again, all of these things cause, when you're not doing them, they cause inconsistency. And of course, inconsistency definitely doesn't, you know, lead you to any type of success. So now that we've talked about the struggles that people have with consistencies, why people, um, you know, why people are inconsistent with a lot of the things that they do, let's really start looking at what are some of the solutions to becoming consistent, right? How can you get consistently consistent? That's the question, right? That's what's very, very uh, important. So, The first thing that I think is that you want to encourage yourself to really evaluate and look at what it is that you want. What is it that you need to be consistent with? So I want to encourage you to really create some time for you to go on a consistency hunt. I want you on on a sheet of paper to draw a line down the sheet of paper and on the left-hand side put things I'm not consistent with, and on the right-hand side, do I need to be consistent with this, yes or no, and and jot some notes down. That's the first thing. All of the things then that you need to be consistent with as it pertains to your business, then you need to start taking those things one by one and looking at why am I not consistent, do I need someone else to help me, how can I get better consistent with it, right? Very, very important. The second thing that I think is key as well maybe it should have been the first, is that 
you got to ask yourself, do I believe in what I'm doing? Do I believe in what I'm doing enough to have the desire to be consistent with it? Do I believe in it? If I'm not consistent in my marketing plan, do I believe that I have the ability to generate a six-figure income, to generate leads? Do I believe in it enough to be willing to sit down with somebody, work out my marketing plan, get it set up, create an auto flow, auto flow with it, and so that marketing is working 24-7 with me? Do I have that passion and ability to want to do that so that I can be consistent. So you've got to have a specific plan, ladies. You've got to make that decision and have a specific plan for how you are going to be consistent. And scheduling and time management, of course, as you know, has everything to do with consistency, right? And so you have the power within you to create an incredible amount of consistency, you know, but you must be first willing to have the mindset to develop the habits to be consistent. And you need to understand that consistency is indeed a power that you possess. And so if you want to reclaim your power of then you need to first make the commitment and you need to first do the exercise I told you about with drawing the line down the paper and really figuring out what do I need to be consistent with in my life and then do another sheet of paper. What do I need to be consistent with in my business? So there you have it, part two of being consistent. Um, And I want to remind you that it is a power. You must not abuse it. You must not misuse it, but you must use it for your good, use it to enhance your business and to bless the lives of other people. Well, that's all I have for this week. I want you guys to have a productive and an abundant week. Make sure that you, um, if you have not already, schedule your free power talk with me by visiting womenaboutbiz.net. And right there on the homepage, you can scroll down and schedule your power talk. I look forward to sharing with you on next Monday, the 27th. Take care, everybody, and have a beautiful week. Bye-bye.